This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Thursday, March 18th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. Good morning. I'm Jeff Nally. Here's today's headlines. EPA has new chief. China hits market ahead of today's meeting. And House votes on ag labor. Regan takes charge at EPA. Ty confirmed. Michael Regan is officially in place as administrator of the Environmental Protection Agency after being sworn in yesterday by Vice President Kamala Harris. The ceremony took place shortly after another nominee who had strong backing from farm groups, Catherine Tai, was confirmed by the Senate 98-0 to to be the new U.S. Trade Representative. Tai faces dense agenda at USTR. Tai's Senate testimony suggests she's likely to focus first on implementing the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement, the trade pact she played a major role in crafting during her time as the top Democratic trade lawyer for the House Ways and Means Committee. Tai told senators that USMCA, quote, represents an important step in reforming our approach to trade. We must all continue to prioritize its implementation and success. Tai was also quick to mention China and challenges it presents, saying she knows, quote, firsthand how critically important it is that we have a strategic and coherent plan for holding China accountable to its promises and effectively competing with its model of state-directed economics. By the way, explaining his vote for Tai, Senator Rick Scott of Florida told reporters that former USTR Bob Lighthizer spoke highly of her and that she, quote, committed to hold communist China accountable. Another big China corn purchase ahead of today's bilateral. China's second straight daily purchase of more than a million metric tons of U.S. corn was well received by American farmers on Wednesday, but Leslie McNett, Director of Public Policy and Trade for the National Corn Growers Association, tells AgriPulse that the group is now focused on the long-term goal of stabilizing the U.S.-China relationship. While the separate Chinese purchases of 1.224 million metric tons of U.S. corn yesterday and the 1.56 million tons on Tuesday are based on demand, McNett said she believes the timing may have been a goodwill overture to the U.S. ahead of bilateral meetings that begin today in Alaska. Now here's a note. Don't forget, you still have time to register for the 2021 AgriPulse Ag and Food Policy Summit. You'll hear from some of the industry's top minds as they discuss climate risks, rewards, and uncertainties during this virtual event. This year's summit will feature three half-day sessions, Monday morning, March 22nd, then in the afternoon on Tuesday and Wednesday, March 23rd and 24th. AgriPulse Daybreak will continue after this. Located in Washington, D.C., Watkinson Miller has been providing legal services to the agriculture industry for more than 30 years. The attorneys at Watkinson Miller possess a unique combination of knowledge, skills, and experience working with commodity boards and their partner organizations and the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Watkinson Miller is proud to serve the agriculture community by delivering top-quality legal services that achieve cost-effective results. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. House votes on ag labor, PAYGO. 
The House is set to vote today on the Farm Workforce Modernization Act, which would reform the H-2A visa program and provide a path to legal status for undocumented farm workers. The bill would change the way H-2A pay rates are calculated and authorize a limited number of visas for year-round workers. We'll be watching to see if the bill gets more than 34 GOP votes it received in 2019. U.S. Chamber of Commerce is joining the United Fresh Produce Association in hosting a press call today to promote the bill. Rural broadband advocates spar over need for speed. There's a sharp divide among broadband advocates over whether the federal government should raise speed standards. That disagreement came out at a Senate hearing yesterday where Christopher Ollie of the University of Virginia called for increasing download and upload speeds to 100 megabits per second, citing the needs of precision agriculture. Farmers, quote, are uploading terabytes worth of data and doing an incredible amount of soil analysis, oftentimes in real time, Ollie told the Senate Commerce Committee. But former Federal Communications Commissioner Michael O'Reilly said precision ag data does not have to be transferred at the same time and that the rates of 25 megabits per second download and 3 megabits per second upload have, quote, been incredibly functional. The FCC has a minimum service benchmark of 25 and 3 megabits per second. CFTC Climate Risk Unit will look at derivatives' role. A new Climate Risk Unit at the Commodity Futures Trading Commission will examine the role of derivatives in the transition to a low-carbon economy. CFTC Acting Chairman Ross Benham said, Climate change poses a major threat to U.S. financial stability and said the CFTC needs to, quote, assertively use its wide-ranging and flexible authorities to address emerging risks. Benham was behind a report issued last fall by the agency's Market Risk Advisory Committee that looked into the risk of climate change to the financial industry. Financial markets, quote, will only be able to channel resources efficiently to activities that reduce greenhouse gas emissions if an economy-wide price on carbon is in place at a level that reflects the true social cost of those emissions, the report said. Lawmakers told feds doing too little to recruit scientists. The federal government needs to increase the use of internships, fellowships, and other programs to bolster agencies' dwindling scientific expertise, House Science Committee was told yesterday. EPA alone lost 670 scientists during the last administration, said Betsy Sutherland, former director of science and technology in the agency's Office of Water. The agency's appropriations, quote, were basically flatlined during the Trump administration, she said. Max Steyer, CEO of the Partnership for Public Service, told the committee that the use of the Federal Pathways Intern Program has plummeted, with new hires of student interns falling from 35,000 in 2010 to 4,000 in 2018. Steyer said the government's hiring system is, quote, antiquated and that it takes an average of 98 days to bring new talent on board, more than double the time in the private sector. Here's today's He Said It. 
If you ask me, the whole world could benefit from a little more Kentucky bourbon. That Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell of Kentucky, he was talking about trade policy ahead of the vote to confirm Catherine Ty. Well, that's Daybreak for this Thursday, March 18th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Nally.